Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> you'll laugh. <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Hello. And Matt Bradshaw. Hey! Welcome to episode 102. Can you believe it? In this episode, we'll be talking about things such as, we're not quite sure yet, because we do make this shit up as we go along. I know what we're going to talk about. Oh, what are we going to talk we're about? We're going to talk about your new album. Oh, no. We're I know going to talk about like next week? At the launchable thing? Yeah, but we're going to talk about its arrival in your very hot little hands tomorrow. It should arrive. That's exciting. I hope it arrives. Yes. Well, we all because I hope it's arrive. not one of those thing things that happens when you know uh, the courier comes and says they knocked on your door, mm-hmm. but they just leave a thing in your letterbox, and then I'm with you. You go to call them, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, it'll be back at the depot overnight, so you won't be able to pick it up until tomorrow, unless you want to organise re-delivery tomorrow." Well, what time could re-delivery be? Sometime between ten and four. Like, well, did I just pay to get this thing delivered? Oh, I, mm. the delivery system of that kind of thing has got to be, given our day and age and our technology and our ability to organise things at certain times. You're about to say be... we can put a man on the moon, but... No, I'm not, but... Uh, I love that as a reference point. <laughs> yeah, but I like that people say that. It's like, well, you know... You think that maybe we could fake putting a man on the moon. We could fake getting me my shit that I ordered, that I paid for. Well, they didn't fake getting it to you. Fuck. If they stick a thing in your letterbox without actually... Um, Mr. Italiano. I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Sydney. Bragger. And she has a particular issue with her delivery person because he's scared of dogs. And they have a big Weimarana and it's a big shouty... Row, 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 kind of dog. And... The loveliest dog in the world. Why, Marona? Yeah. Why, Marona? Because <laughs> she <not>? is. <laughs> That's how she was born. Um, and so he's terrified of dogs. So I think that was the original so title he stands, of that John Mayer song. Why, Marona, why? <laughs> yeah. Could be. Hmm. <laughs> That's a whole bunch of John Mayer songs, but that would not work. Um, no such thing as a why, Marona. He stands the edge of the road and throws her deliveries down her driveway. Things that she's purchased, which should not be thrown down a driveway. So she's she's done the thing where... Sorry, I just... I can't get the Boys to Men song out of my head. What's that song? Because he stands at the edge of the road Because he's scared of dogs Good. Wow. It's better than the original. <laughs> um, so, but she's yes. she's gone down the route of trying to uh, call them up and make a complaint and organise it. And I said, do you know what I did? And she said, well, I spent $98 a year 
on a PO box. So now I used to get everything sent to the PO box and I get an email in the morning when my thing arrives and I go get it. She goes, yeah, but I'm paying for delivery. I said, I know, yeah. but you're also paying to be screwed over. And at least if you do it this way, you solve your own problem for yourself. Like you've taken the human incompetence <laughs> that you're experiencing and done something with it. I completely understand. Hmm. And I don't think the... Do you know how they, they have three mail deliveries a day in France? I think they will have probably twice as that in America. So you can buy things in America and uh, like on Amazon at midday and by five o'clock, the postal service drops it off, not a courier service. Yeah, right. It's the US postal service. And... When we were there, 2013, buying stuff for our first cycle trip, things would just arrive two hours later, like from Amazon. It was effing wow. remarkable, and it was uh, post postal workers. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's quite the story. We could probably finish there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't know what we were going to talk. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. Matt did, and uh, now we've talked about it. So, uh, slider biscuits. Slider biscuits. Gonna yeah. have to get, I'm going to have to get some of those. For... No, I'm still Vita Weights over Saladas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vita Weights any day. Which ones? Uh, well, they used to have cracked pepper ones, and they were my favourites. They were good. But, yeah. no, nah, they stopped making those, because fucking people can't leave shit alone. <sighs> That's why i got all this hair on my palms. I, uh, so now nine grains. Nine grains is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, the sesame's a bit too much. Too yeah, much of a, a taste. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love sesame seeds on things, but if you ever just eat some, nah, good. Ah, oh, yeah. Do you know how I've got a girlfriend? Um, sometimes she goes shopping and buys food, and uh, this week she brought into the house uh, sultana toast stuff, raisin toast, not sultana toast. Raisin sultana toast, toast stuff. Raisin toast. Mm. I haven't had raisin it for you. bread, surely. Yeah, but cut and toast. Thick slices. Oh <laughs> my lord! Yeah, yeah. Well, you need like a lot of butter. Well, you don't need a lot of butter, but you need a lot of butter. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most things. Most things we say we need, we don't need. Like what? Mm. Like needing the nuts. <laughs> I need you tonight, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. <laughs> I need you. Oh, can I tell you a funny story? I'm sorry, Kat. Uh, Kat. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, you mean that girlfriend of yeah, yours girlfriend. with a foul mouth? Yeah, she's... Well, this... To be fair, she doesn't swear in this story. I'm, I'm not even going to embellish it. Let me Yeah. Once off. Um, According to you. Early on in our um, living together, she sent me a message. She said, babe, we've got to get one of these. And it was a link to one of those. You know, sometimes on something like Instagram, there's a they target you with shopping for something. And if you go to buy it, it's clearly some kind of drop shipping thing from China. Mine's like, all blow up dolls. It's weird. Well, probably from China. Mm. Yeah. Almost um, certainly. Anyway, uh, she purchased uh, a knee pillow. So a kind of a dual concave pillow that, sits between her legs so that when she sleeps she's a bit more comfortable with her legs because sometimes your legs 
When you sleep, they fall off each other, but if you've got a knee pillow, they, they stay in place. It's quite amazing. Anyway, the story goes, this is actually related to the album. The so, pillow? Kind of. So I oh. I say to her one, one night, we're getting into bed, and I say, do you, do you want this or not? And she goes, oh, yeah, I need it. <laughs> and then it became, I need it. Like, whether we really taking the piss. So I have a song on the album that there's a line and the, the lyric goes, there was a time when I needed it. And now when she was singing along to it, she's gone, there was a time when I needed it. I said, do you need it? She goes, I need it. Like, now it, now we can, neither of us can no longer hear the song Brilliant. without thinking about this fucking knee pillow awesome. and laughing our asses off or knees off or whatever. Yeah, there was a time when I needed it. <laughs> That's not how I sing it, but it's how we sing it from now on. Funny. That's a song I'll never play live. Because of that reason? No, no, just, you know how you have... You what know, song is it? You know how bands that I try song, the last one? Oh, yeah. With the Beatles bit in the middle of it. Yeah. So, you know how you write songs like and that maybe they go on an album and... But, or maybe... You you know bands and your favourite song is one of the album tracks and they're never going to play it because it's yep. not a hit, right? And you go, oh, I really want them to play that song. Yeah. Um, you know, like Skid Row's Midnight Tornado, <laughs> which is a terrible song. Um, it's a good reason why they never played it. Um, it's one of those. This is not a terrible song. I really like it. Mm. I just can't imagine doing it. There's not by a terrible myself. song on your record. Well, that's nice. There's not to know. It's not in the past, absolutely, there has been. Oh, yeah. A whole bunch well, of dross, but true. this one. Yeah. Finally. Well, you know, finally it takes a while. Finally, an album that isn't an excess album. It's good the whole way through. Yeah. Well, you need it. Get yourself a copy. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. <laughs> I didn't realise there was a, a Molly Meldrum statue outside the corner hotel. I didn't realise either. Yeah. A big, yeah. full size, and he's only small, but a full size Molly Bronze. Good on him. Yeah. Well. Um uh from the from the gig I did last week. The ki- the kiss thing. Where is it outside the corner hotel? Mm, it's in that little street? No, 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 it's in the little square up the up the side street. You know, yeah, spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the cool. corner hotel's on a corner. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first place. And it's not a square. Street. It's a little bit of grassland. Mate, Madison Square Garden is not a square garden. What is it? It's Madison Square. What? It's not even a square. No, that's well. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah. So what like, is it? Well, it's well. Madison Square Garden itself is round, like the building. Um, but even Madison Square was never a square. Now they just call something a square, because a square is somewhere where people can congregate, even if it's not actually shaped like one anymore. I, I don't, don't like that. Won't someone think about the children? <laughs> Madison Quadrangle. No, it's not even that. It's a, it's all kind of... Is it wonky? Wonky, yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about spitting all over you. That's all right. That happens all the time. If what? I'm, if I'm lucky. No, no that really? never happens anymore. Huh. So I got to play with Dave Leslie from The Baby Animals. Excellent. From Baby Animals. Music- the Baby Animals. Musically? Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He's a 
pretty remarkable dude. And Stu Rudd and Travis Tagani from um, the Super Juice. Nice. I don't know those gentlemen. I've, seen, I've, I've met Dave, but not the other two, I don't mm. believe. It's kind of cool. Good. Yeah. You played Kiss songs with them. Fuck yeah, we did. Which ones did you play? Uh, we did all of the Dynasty album. Oh, that's great. From 1979. When's your next... Um... May the 20th next year, and we'll do all of Unmasked. I wasn't talking about Kiss. I was just trying to get off the subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you just laugh the American National Anthem? I did. Well done. Yeah. I was imagining you guys playing at Madison Square Garden. No, I wouldn't be able to. Madison Rhombus Garden. doesn't work for me. <laughs> huh. Yeah, just gigs and gardens in general are hard to do. There's never any power. <laughs> you have to run extension leads from miles away. <laughs> the power's in the music, man. The power's in your hands. Austin Powers? <laughs> I was speaking to some people at our gig tonight um, who, they said they were from Gippsland and then they said they were from Salem. And I said, oh my ex-girlfriend, she was my girlfriend at the time, used to teach um, up there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, She's um, she used to teach dance up there. And they both looked at me like, what? Dance? Oh, sorry, dance. It's my beautiful, lovely, cultured... And, and the girl said, I thought you said darts. You <laughs> <laughs> Christy driving two hours on a Thursday night teach a bunch of people in Gippsland to play darts. I can imagine that, actually, which is why I think it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing I can see with you when you darts, 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 darts. Ah, the fucker. Um, mm? I like... Speak, Oracle. I do like that darts has become um, <laughs> such a big worldwide type sport. When I was a kid in the UK... All right, so I've told you before that... Um, when I've I was, told you before. I've told you before that when I was a kid, there were, you know, four channels on English television before the Sky Network and all that kind of stuff. And they were kind of bereft of programming options and often showed the Sheepdog Trials, which were awesome. Um, but darts was a TV show. And snooker as well. You know, basically it was the the things that your average everyday, mm. uh, you know, British person would talk Working about man. would talk about at the pub. Yeah, mm. so everyone played darts at the pub, right? And the I women looked, didn't, did they? Like the uh, and the women didn't sit around and talk about it. Right? They didn't. Women didn't talk about snooker and darts. It's a boys' thing. Yeah, it's probably beer and darts. And let's come up from mine and let's go play some darts. Yeah, the girls were out having a fag and you know eating a chip. Mm. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, having a pint, shandy. But I do remember the very, very rarely because you know, my certainly when I was a kid, my dad didn't drink at all, so we very rarely went to the pub. We only went to the pub when we were back in Wales and visiting family, and it was an easy way to catch up. Everyone would just go down pub, uh, yeah, yeah. The but darts was a TV show, but it was done in a like little, it was shot in a really small room and yeah, now these yeah. things now they're like you know they fill out tennis centers with 20,000 people I think it's fantastic it's wild it's great yeah I'm often although I, I, although of course what's happened to it is that you know now they've they're not allowed to have like uh, the dark girls anymore you know the glamour girls that would guide the uh, 
podgy oh, dark I didn't know they guys. did. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, really? Yeah, because it's, you know, sexist. I, I fucking agree. <laughs> I agree. But they've still got the girls in the fucking bikinis doing the boxing, don't they? Dude, I quote Spinal Tap, what's wrong with being sexy? What? <laughs> what's wrong with it? <sighs> really? Well, really what? Well, what's the point of it? What is the point at a boxing match of having a girl in a bikini walk around with the fucking board up? <laughs> I know, I agree with you. It's ridiculous. It doesn't need to be there. No! No, it doesn't need to be there. But I guess there's that element of, well, it doesn't need to be there. That's the point. No one needs to be watching boxing either. Like, none of it needs to be there. Nothing ever needs to be anywhere. Now, that's ridiculous. That's a silly thing to say. Well, no. I don't like boxing. But I think that's an argument for nothing needs to be anywhere. No, it's, a, it's, the, uh, it's, the, <laughs> it's the fucking nihilist over here. No, I just mean like, you know, it's all... Think of the fact that things exist, like they're just... A, if there's... They just they just do. But here's the, here's the interesting thing about that. About, uh, okay. Here's the interesting thing about that. It's like, well, because... So, people... People, a, f- a very few people have objected to it and they made up enough of a stink about this kind of stuff that they've stopped it. So, therefore, a bunch of people who could earn a decent living from something no longer get to. No. That's such no. a shitty argument. I mean, that's not a, I'm not making the argument as in I've, that's what my belief is, mm. but it is the consequence of It's it's, of a sh- it's still a shitty argument. It's still a consequence. It's, not, it's an argument that is beneath where we should be as a society. Yeah. Where should we be? Better than that. Better than that. Yeah, There's okay. no point to those girls being there other than there being a bit of eye candy for fucking... Because it's mainly guys who go and see boxing who just want to see two other guys beat the fuck out of one another and then between rounds, what are we going to do? Well, fucking, we'll watch a girl in a bikini wander about. It's dumb. Okay. I don't disagree with that. Good. I don't disagree with it. But I don't. I don't know how it's. I don't know how it's a problem. That's all. Because it's it's symptomatic of men's attitude towards women. That's the problem I have with it. Because mm. it's totally it's totally about. Objectification. It's totally what it is, and it's totally about respect. And yes, the girls can choose not to do it, but that's well, not the point well, either. They, yeah, but they the choo- avenue is there. They choose to do it as well. But you can't. Here's the thing: you can't choose to do. You can't choose to do anything that isn't available to you. You can only choose to do things that are available to you. And uh, it's interesting when. And I'm not. It doesn't bother me either way, but it's that kind of thing. It's a little bit that kind of thing. You start, you start saying no to something that's effectively harmless, because I don't believe any of that stuff feeds into like uh, a problem. I don't just don't believe it feeds into the problematic treatment of women or anything like that. It, it just, it's so, it doesn't make sense to me how rational-minded people can jump from that to, um, can can jump to that to you know abuse in the home and that kind of stuff. Just it's like. It, it's just, it's a, such a that, huge that's, massive. That's like, not what respect for women is about. Though. No, but like, 
you can have but that's my point like that and having respect for women I don't know how, how that means you don't have respect for women but this is but, something starts and so something continues so cheerleaders like what the fuck There's, there was never any point to have to having cheerleaders and anything because we're talking about halftime entertainment at a a, a corporate sponsored oh no but cheerleaders are, cheerleaders, are, uh, cheerleaders are very much the beginning of cheerleaders is very much the from college sport which um, is well almost entirely dominated by men but the beginning of cheerleaders from a long time ago was to have everyone in the collegiate system be able to be involved in something so it's, it wasn't it wasn't just because that's not well, what, parading about in scantily clad I, I don't, in front of no, that's, a crowd of mostly fucking guys watching guys doing guy stuff that's not how it was originally for cheerleading. Now, it may have evolved into that over time with corporate when stuff When was like it that. not that? When was it not girls with pom-poms? It was girls with pom-poms, but it wasn't scantily clad girls. It, was, it wasn't back when originally. Like, American football and cheerleading's been around for, you know, 100 years. It was different. It was just like, things have evolved for it to be as you suggest. But you were saying the purpose of it. I don't believe that was the case originally and I'm, I think things change over time and they can become um, and my argument is that it's at a state that, that because things change over time it needs to change again yeah sure yeah I don't I, you know that's well things will change and things are changing uh, I don't necessarily feel strongly about the need because uh, I think what about the, the what about the lingerie football league the lingerie football league well there's a there's like, for me, that's, do you want to play football or do you want to play football in your lingerie? Like, that's a very different thing. That's clearly just ridiculous. It's not about sport and competing and athleticism. It's giving the girls an opportunity to do something. It's giving the girls an opportunity to earn money, sure. Mm. Yeah. But it is ridiculous and shouldn't exist. Sure. But it's like, yeah, I, I'm not... There's the thing of, you've just gone from cheerleading to lingerie football leave and I'm like well I don't think they're the same thing and I think one is ridiculous and I think one has a place if you want to have it there because I don't think because I, I think there are plenty of things that can be construed one way or another and if you if you want to if you want to put um, limitations on this because you think it's a gateway problem to something else then you kind of then I wonder if I wonder if it actually is, or if it's it's a, an agenda that. Is what do a you mean by a gateway it? problem? Well, like for example, um, giving some people who are in a stadium something to something to watch as part of their entertainment during half time, which was clearly what cheerleading was in a very slow sport originally. It's like well, nothing fucking happens after most of an American football game in college. Nothing happens. It's off. It's timeouts. It's blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, everyone. Let's get. Let's cheer our team. Let's cheer our team. And particularly in America, unlike in Australia, um, it's home and away to the point of there are no opposition supporters at your game. It's all like your college supporting your team. So getting that, it's a tactic to get your crowd up and going to intimidate the other the other team. Um, the, you know, the visitor team. That's how those things, that's strategy of that kind of thing. Like, yeah, it may be questionable of whether or not it's necessary. But 
you know, there's plenty of things about cheerleading, just like dancing of any kind, you know, like do women and men need to dance the way they dance on stage in any scenario for it to be entertaining? Or is it, you know, how much of the sexiness is important to the art or anything like that? Those things are questionable. Dance is a very different thing. Yeah. Dance is an artistic expression. But the, you, there's, there's, look, if you were to go to the choreographer who's got the job, who is the cheerleader at, um, you know, the choreographer who's the cheerleader for whatever basketball team or American football team or whatever it is, and ask them if they don't think that they're creating art, they would be able to argue, they would argue blue in the face that they are creating art, right? And your interpretation of maybe that that's not the case, and you know, the question there is whose interpretation is more valid, the person who's getting paid to do the job or you as the observer? I'm just saying, what I'm trying to say about this kind of stuff is like, um, our ideas of what something might be for the observer is different to the participant. And, you know, there are plenty of people who want to dance for a job who end up becoming cheerleaders Right, who are athletes in their own right, who are dedicated to their work, right, who do feel like they are doing something that's valuable. And there are other people that think that cheerleading is just, you know, objectification. And maybe both people are right on the spectrum that they're they're on. But it's interesting to kind of go, well, I think this is objectifying you. So we shouldn't do it because we need to be passed in society. And most people in society just goes, no, look at those people. That's amazing that they can do all that kind of stuff. It's not a problem for us. And it's not us going, you know, there's beautiful women all, and men all over the place doing amazing things with no clothes on, being provocative that we have no problem with. <sighs> You're talking about male-dominated sports. Well, I'm certainly talking about... On the field yeah. and mostly patronised by men as well. There's, there's no argument that suggests that those women between halves aren't there for those men to have something to ogle. And it's not about, aren't they amazing athletes and look at these things they can do. Uh, I, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's like, that's just what that's for. I don't believe that to be true. And I think there are. Why is it all women then and not men as well? There are plenty of men who do who are part of cheerleading, and like I said, like I said, there's a difference between being a cheerleader, on like most of the cheerleading, for example, most of the cheerleading that happens in professional sport never makes it to broadcast. You ne like you don't see their routines because you never see them in broadcast because that's advertiser time. They're there for the event in the time to give people who haven't gone for a piss or to get a beer or a popcorn, right, or whatever it is, something to kind of look at instead of talking to their mate, maybe they're not talking to their mate. Like, it's all, it's part of a big complex thing. It's not just for that stuff. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I've seen it. It's, and the thing is, like, I can watch, if I can watch a cheerleading team do that, do a routine, right, or I can watch gymnastics team do a routine or a, or an anything do anything and go, Fuck, that's amazing. Plenty of other men can do it without going, well, you know, I want to, you know. And the, the reality is that if I can watch a woman walking down the streets and not wolf whistle, so can plenty of men, right? So, so can most men. The fact that some people 
behave poorly is a fact of life and we should aim to I believe we should aim for them for people to not behave that way but to remove all of the situations where people can be a cheerleader right because some men behave poorly I just don't think I think that's kind of 1986-ish where yeah. you just kind of go well if we take away everything because if you, it's kind of like a, a few a few people speed and kill people and drink and drive and kill people in cars and because you can't have nice things no one's allowed to drive it's not a way to solve the problem, I don't think. Like, I, if the if there's a problem that's associated specifically with that, then yes, that's how you solve the problem. Do you need to have beautiful girls walking dart players out to the thing? Absolutely not. Do you, do? You, but is it a is it a massive problem? And the people who do the job of that, how do they feel about it? What's what input do they have? Kind of like, um, kind of like when you do a gig, and the sound people set up your gig, right? And it does in no way help you do the gig, right? And then, you know, or you know, they pay for all this equipment and like, oh, we put in this PA. This should be really, really good. It's like, yeah, but it's not, like, it's not. You didn't consult us, right? You've changed all this around, right? We're the ones actually doing the job, and you get to make all the decisions about how we do the job, but you don't care how. We'll, what we think about it. It's a little bit down that road for me. But I agree with you um, in almost every other case of just going, well, it's not necessary. You don't need it. We certainly don't need it. You know, the the, uh, (laughs) the guys walking out to the crowd waving to, they don't need to be escorted by beautiful women. You certainly don't need people in their, women in their bikinis telling you what what round it is. It's silly. But there's lots of silly stuff in the world that just still exists. And I don't think it hurts anyone. And I understand your point of view. And I think you're right. As well. Mm. And that's the interesting about this kind of conversation you and I have often is um, there's plenty of space for all the subtleties of uh, a situation to be considered. Mm. Mm. Stuff like that. Particularly in light of, and I know you're going to say I'm drawing a long bow here, but particularly in light of uh, another woman being killed out in the parklands here in Melbourne. It really... uh, you've, You've taken umbrage about it's a huge boat, but yes. Please continue, sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted you. No, 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 yeah. no. You've, because you don't identify with a certain sector of society, you have a, I've heard you have a tendency to um, almost refuse to admit that the other thing exists. With so, like, to... so, so when we had that conversation ages ago about the white privileged male thing, mm. well, I'm not. That exists. That exists as a as a as a huge part of not just a not just a huge sector of society, but as a, a an overarching um, mechanism for how our society works. How you and I fit in that Venn, di- Venn diagram of being those sorts of people. So mm, yeah, yeah. I still so by virtue of the fact that we're we're men and that men 
perpetrate these crimes against women. I, I, I take that stuff personally. Now, I, would, I wouldn't do it, but I'm part of, I'm part of that gender. <clears throat> Yeah, and but I that's wear part the problem, of that responsibility, even no, though I see, would never dream of doing anything. Yeah, but the like problem that. with that is just, just, just the problem with that is just for me the problem with that is to say is like absolutely there is a problem with violence. Here's my problem. Here's a problem with violence. Many of the victims of violence are women, but the stats say most of the victims of violence are men. It just so happens that the disparity between like the strength of a man and another man is less than the strength of a man and a woman in general. And f- often often what happens is... The fact still is that it's men perpetrating the violence. Yeah, but men are violent. I'm not saying there's an excuse for it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't aim to be less violent, right? But the fact that almost all men in society don't engage in violence with anybody, right, seems to be disregarded to the, in, this, in these conversations. We're like, most people, and a, when I say most, a gigantic gigantically huge proportion of people behave properly. Most people who don't behave properly, right, are people who have a very long history of behaving improperly, right? So we're not talking about this very, very rare scenario that someone like you or I, who've never had a history of violence in any way or significant mental health issues or anything like that, suddenly show up and murder women. It is so remarkably rare. And this is the problem with, that I have with this kind of thing. I have a problem with the idea that we can make, we can take our skin colour and our sex and forget that anything else that is specific to each other is irrelevant in the conversation, right? To say that we're privileged white, white men. It's like, well, yeah, we are, but we're also about, we're also different in so many ways from each other that if you forget, if you not forget, but if you purposefully choose to ignore the fact that we are all so different in so many ways, then you can easily just go, ah, oh, this is a privileged white man problem, or this is a blah, 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 blah problem, or a blah, blah, blah. And you kind of go, yeah, but it, it, it doesn't take into account the reality that there are so many other things involved. And the thing, it doesn't take into account, for example, that... Uh, the vast majority of men who perpetrate crimes are, grow up in single-parent families, which single-parent families are mostly single mothers, right? So where do, where do these men who are problematic to society get their guidance of how to treat women from if they don't have male role models? Now, some of those fathers may be deadbeat dads, but some of those people's fathers may have never been allowed to be near their child because they weren't allowed to be. So there's, it's so complex and these questions don't get asked. And these, these questions just sort of like, oh, it's just men just need to do better. There's a lot of men who are trying to do better and not allowed to look after the kids. They're not allowed to, you know, or that's not even true. They do look after the kids. They totally pay for the kids. They don't get the privilege of being dads because their ex-partners have lied about some have told the truth. That's what I'm saying. It's so, so complex. And I think if you want to reduce it down to this, this, or this, you're never going to solve the problem. And I don't think like going, we're going to ban this, we're going to ban this, and allowed to do this, and allowed to do this, because this is our problem in society. It's like, I don't think that's true. I don't think those things are significant or even like that much of a thing. I think, I think we live in a remarkably complex society 
and everybody's situation, everybody's uniqueness is the reason why things, why they behave that way, not their similarities. You're clearly not suggesting, though, that these conversations shouldn't happen. No, I'm saying conversations should happen, right? And it's in doing the right thing to explore things, to try to make it a better world. What I'm saying is you don't make it a better world by... You don't... You make it a better world by having conversation. You don't make it a better world by forcing people um, to... um, Forcing people to not have the things that are not shown to be a problem. Like, like for example, the for example, <clears throat> the scantily clad girls walking around a boxing ring, right? To level, to to draw a long bow that that has anything to do anything to do with how men learn how to treat women. I I just don't think I just don't think there's anything you could find that shirt was evidence of that right because people learn how to treat people from the people who teach them how to treat people and who, how they observe people treating people they learn at a very young age young boys are not allowed to go to boxing matches right children are not allowed to observe that mm. right so children are allowed to watch wwe on tv yes they are where all that stuff is there so, well, I, that's not true. Well, they're allowed to, yeah, they are allowed to watch that kind of stuff if their parents let them. But that's my point. This is the job of parents teaching sure. people how to behave properly, right? Is it a job of society to remove all of those things so then parents need to, the parents don't have the opportunity to give education like that? I, and obviously, in that case, when we're talking about, well, Practically anyone who's ever been, you know, charged of a violent crime comes from a background where they don't have the right kind of role models. Of course. So, do we? So, how do you solve that problem? That's a really hard problem to solve. So, what we do is we go, oh, we're not going to let you do that. We're not going to let you do that. We're not going to because you can you can stop women from carrying numbers around, but you can't make every parent teach the kid properly. That's really really hard. That's why I'm saying these things are super, super duper complex. And you can feel good about what I say you can you're, if you're the boxing commission or you're the television executive or um, you know, it's particularly significant for big corporate companies who don't want their name to be, um, uh, don't want their company to lose face over anything like a, a social issue. They're the types of people who make those decisions, decisions to do that, and most of the time, most of the time, I think you would find that the reason for doing so would be unfounded. Like it's just like it's too, so that we're not rocking the boat. That's absolutely the case. And it's like, well, I don't think you help anyone by not rocking the boat. In that because it's 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 just <clears throat> like I don't I, you know. That's all I'm saying about this stuff. Like, all these kind of things are super, super complex. They're so complex. And um, yes, but as there's a... societal issues that develop over over time and uh, um, and evolve over time. Well, that might be that's that's true. But if we look at that, as you know, if you look at the stats of how many you know men get murdered by women, you know, in society, it's never been safer to be a woman walking the streets of Melbourne. 
of any city anywhere. Like we now live, we really do live in the safest society that's ever lived, right? Unfortunately, although it's the safest society that's ever lived on any measure, apart from your own ability to look after your own health, um, you, people still, there are still those outliers that are very hard to explain why people behave that way. Or it's not so hard to explain. The idea is like, well, people have always behaved like that. What's amazing is that less people behave like that. So the, so we do live in a society where things are better than ever before. And But they're not perfect because people aren't perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's not to suggest that, well, it's the best it's ever been, so we shouldn't keep trying. Absolutely, we should, we should keep trying. But do you make it better? Do you make it better by removing things that... Um, are, the the impasse that you and I have, really, is that you... you I, I feel... I don't feel guilty, but I feel the, the guilt of... Um, being part of any sort of machinery that promotes stuff that I feel is morally not right. So I choose not to watch boxing and I choose not, like I choose not to watch violent sports. And... Now, it's interesting you say that. I don't mind violent sport at all because I think all sport is in one way or another, you know, violent, you know, anything that, sorry, is combative. Like I, I can extrapolate physical bashing into each other and being at the other end of a tennis court and trying to chase someone so they roll their ankle. I can, you know, see the similarity. But interestingly, you quite like um, horror entertainment, so like scary stuff. And I think that psychologically is so much more traumatic for me to watch humans go at it, what I say toe-to-toe, technique-wise, and I can see the subtlety of the movement and looking for a space. I'm not seeing it the way that you're seeing it. I'm seeing it like in a technical fashion. Um, I mean, I only did judo for a little while when I was a kid, but even like, you know, watching people grapple, I'm like, wow, that's really interesting how we saw that. It's, I find it interesting. And, it, and I understand your point of view. Um, and I don't think you're wrong. But it's that thing of like what people like about stuff. Like I think anything that's, um, I think anything that's fake violence is way more of a problem than real real. I watching fucking footy players beat the snot out of one another in in the middle of a field where you've got fucking families and kids watching this shit happen. I think that's fucking abhorrent. Yeah, I can see that. I can see what you because that's that. unbridled fucking adrenaline and anger. That's yeah. that's yeah, I can see that. I think there's I mean, look, the there's no um, it's no coincidence that you know most sporting fields look like the Roman Colosseum. You know, yeah. it's made for the it's entertainment made for the masses, and you know, at its com it it's simulation of war, which is in our um, you know it's in our DNA. Basically, anyone who is alive today is alive because so their I'm not suggesting we, we ban and football, but I fucking hate that that happens. I hate that it happens and too. I hate that kids see it. Yeah, but that's... I but I but I. It's that thing. Here's what's really important about that. What's very, very important about something like football is that for 120 minutes, you know, Australian rules football, almost entirely the whole time, 
most of those, all of those men, for most of the game, behave properly. And that's the thing about, that's the thing, the challenge of being a human being, right? Every day, the challenge of being a human being is being able to moderate your impulses in society, do the right thing and behave the right way. And it is a massive challenge. It is very, very difficult for human beings to do that. It's way more difficult for some people than it is for others. But we get thrust, we get like, like sport is this kind of this such a simulation of real life in the sense that um, you don't know what's going to happen at any point in time and everything opposes you and you are battling to get to the end of the thing and not be beaten. Like that's what life is, isn't it? Like it's just trying to get to the end of another day and not be eaten by a bear or have, you know, someone invade your village. The metaphor that there is very, very important because it's the, the thing that you want to learn from that is not that it's okay to smack another man. It's that we need to try to not to do it. And in so many circumstances, it's really hard to not do it. And there you go. There's a circumstance where you are, the adrenaline is pumping. You have been running around. You're exhausted. Someone has treated you poorly, like, or unfairly. And your challenge as a human being is to behave properly. And some people fail hmm. occasionally. And that's real. That's how life is. There are sometimes you can watch a whole game of football and see people pushing and they go, and it can, es- it could, fuck it, could only take that, escalate like that. And it doesn't almost all the time. And the thing that's just life almost all the time, no one kills each other almost all the time. Everybody drives but on the road. Part of the reason it doesn't escalate is because of the penalties that are that are levied against them. If they do do the wrong thing, and the penalties these days are so much more strenuous than they ever have yeah, been. Yeah, but, but so that's why it doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I, I. So that's the fear of punishment. That's not getting better. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that. I, here's why I don't think that's necessarily true. I think what they, what people learn to do, is. It doesn't really matter if people get punish for for fighting right in the sense of what you would a- what you want to aim to do is for people to play the game fairly and properly and not to snap and behave poorly now the reality is that yes there are heavy punishments for that kind of behavior but what it does is it it also works you know in the sense of the the net result is that um the behavior has changed enough like over time where you know like when we were kids and football was basically the difference between professional football and suburban football was nothing like it was just that that's on television you know because they didn't mm. get paid you know to play um, but now it's now it's at the point where they're trained those those adult men that we see play sport now they've been doing it since they well almost all of them are doing it since they were children and they've been trained from an early age to not behave that way to to behave better in society in society because they you know that idea of this is how you behave on the field that's not just how you behave on the field that's how you behave all the time you don't all right the training that they have to do the discipline that they have to have right yes there are some people just like normal they are normal people in society that you know take drugs go out and party and have a beer and cause a bit of problem but i think i think most of them don't and it's well what i say i think most of them don't it's clear that most of them don't because footballers hardly ever get, sports people hardly ever get in trouble anymore compared to, you know, your average kid on the, you know, at school. They behave so much better. Mm. And what happens is because they're famous, 
right? When they do, when somebody does muck up, right? It's it's a big deal. But the reality is, is like in the AFL, it's only a small amount. It's like seven, eight hundred professional male players. Well, how many times a year do any of them fuck up in the public eye? Hardly ever. I mean, this week, for example, out of those seven hundred players, one person got rubbed out for a game. For for have, for for giving someone an open hand slap, yeah. like one, one. I mean, like that's way better than real society. Like so. <laughs> okay. Isn't it? Well, I don't know. Is it? I would suggest so. Well, one out of seven or eight hundred. I don't know if you extrapolate that into a. No, know. but that's hang on. That's that's one. That's one incident. Like in that scenario, yeah, the, the I, melting pot of that kind of scenario where that where that happens, that's that's clearly sending a message to anyone who watches a game. Well, again, the, the, violence the difference in, in our is, approach is is that I think it's because of the of punitive measures taken against them, and you think it's because they're trained simply not to do that. Well, I, I don't. I think people who are dedicated to the 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 art and craft of what they do are not trying to I don't I don't I just don't believe that in this day and age particularly professional sports people their motivation is is to go out and beat the shit out of well, other people. Well no I certainly don't think that I mean, that so, wasn't what I was suggesting. So but my point being their motivation is to go out and play the role for the team and try to win the game. Right? And the role for the team and trying to win the game is no longer as it was in years gone past to take people out. It's to be fair. Mm. And because they have a code, they have a code of honour. Point like, being, though, like so, this has been this has been an evolution. Yeah, but so people yeah. have got better. Yeah, people have learned to do the right thing. Yes. So that's why that's this is the other thing I'm saying. This is the thing I'm saying about society evolving and becoming better. Yes. It's not talking about banning stuff, but I just. Again, the impasse is just that you're saying, I don't think we should take this away and take this away and take this away because that doesn't, that doesn't fix things. But, go on. No, okay. But the idea that removing some of those things isn't an evolution seems kind of ridiculous. No, it's, I mean, things change and things evolve. I mean, uh, absolutely. And, uh, the argument of suggesting that, um, well, that's bloody harmless. What's the point of getting rid of, getting rid of it? Like when I said before, like, it'd be very hard to extrapolate that any, like, that relating uh, someone walking around a bikini in a boxing ring, like, you know, has got anything to do with any of the people who were ever at a boxing match going home and, you know, perpetrating violence against a, against a, a, a woman in their house. Um, like... I mean that's just no, I agree. So that's, absurd. That's, so absurd. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But I, I know that's what not what you're saying. Um, what I'm saying in that scenario is like, yeah, they do not need to be there to to do that, right? Equally, you don't need to remove it because it's not linked to the problem that you're trying to solve. Like it, no, no, it absolutely is. Um, they don't need to be there, and that should be that should be the bottom line in this. That's that's where all this this conversation even stemmed from. They don't need to be there. They're not a part of that situation. And all it does is promote a false impression of what a woman is supposed to be. In that she doesn't... 
That's she's not connected to that. She doesn't need point, to be that's there. That's the point I'm trying to make about, right? It's talking about the, like, the, the, she doesn't need to be there. Absolutely. You don't need to, you don't need to have showgirls walking around handing out flyers at, at you know, at a casino. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to have topless waitresses. You don't need to have, you don't need to have any of that stuff, Right. But my point about how people are brought up and how people treat people, right, is is absolute those kind of things are sown like you can like for example, those I believe that those things are sown very early in life and they need to be a continual evolving edu- education of people. And absolutely. They don't need to be there. I've got no I've got no problem with them not being there. But with this thing about like um trying to say well our problem in society is because this is we 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 treat people like that we treat people like that we treat people like that and this is why we're having violence in society it's like i just don't just i just can't see how that is connected i can't see how i i mean the the interesting thing about the ads that you see you know where it's like the you know, the, the the dad being violent towards the mum it's like most of the men I've ever had a conversation with about what they known as violence is like, it was my mum. It wasn't my dad. It was my mum throwing shit around the house and exploding. Some people said, some people say, no, my, my dad was a rough guy, you know. But most people are like, no, we got the shit being asked by our mum. Now, what does that say about how young boys learn how to respect women? Like, this is so complex. And I'm just like a couple of couple of pretty girls like holding up a number. I got like it's it's the easy scapegoat. Like, and I'm happy for it not to be there. It's fine. Just don't understand how it's how it's linked to the problem that we think we've got. It's linked to people growing up and learning to have respect for women. And if you're a if you're a fucking seven year old boy watching. WWF and one of those girls it's a wrestling yeah Yeah. and watching one of these girls do that's exactly the same thing as the boxing thing um what's that saying to his tiny plastic brain about like so he's watching this sport and then this completely disconnected no reason for her to be there at all except to get her cans out like what what does that say now that's Fine, then you've got dad saying, that, oh, well, of course, you know, this is, this is, she doesn't really need to be there and, you know, you don't need to look at her like, like all of that. It's, it's just all, it's ridiculous. Okay. And, and my primary focus is always about, I mean, I know I make that joke about when someone think about the kids, but I'm thinking about the kids. I'm thinking about, you know, I had well, this okay. conversation with our mate Geordie the other day about how he's going to bring his, bring his daughter up and how she's never going to misbehave and she's always going to know. Because he's always going to give her the the straight talk and the proper story, and he's going to bring her up. Well, it's like, pff. do you not think she's going to get her influences from anywhere else in the world? Kids get influenced by everything they see. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, we've got massive problems in you know, our ch- the children of today have huge, huge problems and much greater problems than the, the children absolutely of the past, right? But it's not because of that. It's not because of that kind of stuff. I mean, it's because Fucking half of them don't have more than one one parent to look after them, or you know, it's like 
all of the problems that kids have, right, like are so exasperated by the network that they have to look after them or don't, or that they don't have access to look after them. And the problems that kids had before, which was, you know, uh, teenage drinking and pregnancy and stuff, that's not, that's not existent an issue compared to depression and suicide and things like that now. So, like, you kind of go, like, well, you're always going to try to solve one problem and create another one. Like, you know, that's how, that's how things are. Um, it's very, very, very... That's, that's kind of my point is that it's super complex. It's very, very, very hard, these kind of things. Um, Respect for women isn't hard, though. No, it's not. But I'm, what I'm saying, here's, here's, my, here's my point about that. I think everybody has seen, everyone, well, I believe, everyone knows what a beautiful man and woman looks like, right? And everyone's seen them and fallen in love with them and would let them get away with anything, right? We've all had that response to, to people and we've all seen um, glorious movie stars that can't act, glorious looking movie stars that can't act, and some of them are remarkable, right, as well, like a, a their talent and their gift. We've all seen terrible singers that are beautiful that have careers. We under, but I think those things are pernicious as well, right? And but we all understand that this is also something that we have to come to terms with about how th- the world is. That um, but it, if you see something that is so overt and so ridiculous and so disingenuous, why wouldn't you make that one of the things you try to fix? Why? Because here's the thing about that. I, I understand, but I also think, what is that problem creating? Like, what is that a real problem about? And how is it connected to things like, how is it actually definitely connected to things like Showing the, a seven-year-old boy who's going to watch boxing then all of a sudden between fucking rounds has a chick with fucking big boobs come out. That's the point about it's a very complex thing and like how do we know That's not complex at all. She doesn't need to be there. What's what's his connection to that moment? Well, alright, here's another thing. It's like All what... it does is make that okay. I don't know if that's all it does. That's the that's the that's the thing that we're having an argument about. It's like I've seen I've been I grew up on carry on films and um, national lampoons, right? I know how to treat women. Right, I saw boxing matches as a kid. Right, I know how to not do that. Right, so how come I can be exposed to that? and you? Right, how come we can be exposed to that and treat women with dignity and respect as teenagers, as adults? How can we learn how to do that with and be exposed to that stuff? And that's why I think just removing it from everywhere. I don't know how that solves the problem because my issue with it is. I believe that you have to be exposed to all things in the world so that you know how to learn how to behave. Like, and here's the thing. We know from so many of the things, the problems that we have in our society and the way that people, the, the way that when we're talking about violence and we're talking about sexism, and we're talking about um, excluding minorities and things like that, we know that... Um, so many of the problems that we have are from how we're taught, not from just things being around, things being uh, being exposed to something. Like, you know, we see things all the time. Like, for example, 
We've why, all witnessed... why does something like lingerie football come into existence then? I have no idea. It's absurd to me. I completely agree with you. It's ridiculous. But here's the thing. Like, things popping up, right, for a... We've lost a bit of stuff. Come back on. There we go. Um, that, as an example of something being contrived to the point of, you know... Well, that, for me, for example, American football, right, where it's all padded up and safety concerns, I think you'd need a proper uniform. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, well, that's ridiculous to me because not that it's not necessarily a valid sport because women playing football, American football, is clearly a valid sport. But doing it in a lingerie seems just dangerous to me. right? So if what you want is to provide people the ability to play sport, right, you need to make it well, as that was safe never as possible. What that was about. Of course no, it you're right. It's never what it was about, which is why it's ridiculous. It's clearly ridiculous, right? To invent it after, like at that point in time, but for other things to just kind of like, well, that's been there for ages. Yeah, we can remove it. Do we need to? We don't need to. Can it stay? It could stay. Do we have a problem with it? Sure. We think we moved on past that, and I agree. I think we moved on past that. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to do it anymore. I would imagine the biggest concern with that kind of stuff is like, we're just going to save money on shit we don't have to spend money on. What do you mean? Well, like, you know, there's people we, we're employing to do a job that we don't need them to do. Those guys can just walk out by themselves. <laughs> mm. the, thing, the thing that's interesting to me is, and obviously much of the conversation around this is like, it's much harder for people to adjust to a world where you take something away, right? Bringing, like, starting a lingerie football league seems ridiculous right? because it's clear that it's a cash grab and it's it's not a legitimate sport mm. well it's it's clear that there are other intentions around it and it absolutely got nothing to do with providing people an opportunity to become professional sports people which is what all of the other endeavors we're having to provide you know, an avenue for women to have professional sporting opportunities in the sports that they love, much like we're having with AFL and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, I don't know how much those girls got paid. They obviously got paid, though. So. Yeah. Um, I imagine, I imagine it probably wasn't a lot, and I'm not sure if those kind of, if that league still exists, does it? Or, you know, is it a, still a going concern, or was it a. It a, is a America. Of, or was it a gimmick? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can see through the reason. I, well, I guess I'm saying, like, once you kind of go, right, well, we're, we're removing that, then the question is, okay, well, how come? Why is it a problem? Is it, is it? I'm sure, like, evolving and changing attitudes and that kind of stuff, it's completely reasonable to do that. And I'm not saying we should keep things because we just should. I'm just saying the stuff that we, we, uh, we link that to and that to and that to, I just, I'm just like, like that poor girl that got murdered in a park the guy who did that mm. like it's not because he went to a boxing match with his dad when he was a kid no no <clears throat> that's a lifetime of fuckery that tr caused a man to behave that way yeah and it's super complex and impossible to, pr to predict mm, absolutely and um, and I guess thankfully it's impossible to predict because then you have a whole other minority report type scenario of, you know, 
It's very, very hard. Hmm. And, yeah, and awful. It's hmm. tough. It's tough. And, like, I guess to, for me to finish on the, on the subject, you and I are really, relatively intelligent people, um, and this kind of conversation suggests to me that even us, just two people, the complexity that we can see in all of this stuff shows how almost incomprehensibly complex it is. Mm. Because this is just two people having a chat, not like with no statistics, no 50 years of thousands of different government and social departments yeah, putting yeah. figures together. I mean, it's very, very, very um, complex. And we do live in a world now where so many of the things that we come to have to deal with in life are easy fixes. Now, I'll just, uh, I'll just fix you up for that thing now. Whereas, fucking, it wasn't that long ago if I needed to give you some money or put it in your account. Like, I had to write you a check and you got it a week later. And that's just so archaic now that there's, I think there's an element. I know, when you can get stuff delivered in two hours in America. <laughs> yeah, well, I do think there's a, an, ele- uh, an element to the fact that, well, this is so incredibly advanced and we're moving forward at that kind of rate. Why are we still having this kind of problem? Hmm. It must be because of that, that, and that. And it, you know, uh, who can solve it? Which doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Which doesn't mean we shouldn't have these conversations. It doesn't mean we shouldn't, um, you know. But yeah, so, yeah. Doesn't mean we shouldn't. It means we should. And absolutely. But, uh, you know, I guess you, just, you don't want to chase the wrong rabbit down the wrong hole. You don't. <laughs> Back to Warren's. If I had a dollar. No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just on the juice, dude. Now, <laughs> I've been on juice for ages. I might buy some celery tomorrow. My spirulina was good. Pardon? My spirulina was good. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty strong. Point five percent. It's pretty potent though. That stuff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was mostly apples. Oh, so it was sweet. Oh, yeah, sweet as fuck. Yeah, it's good. Sweet's good. Yeah, I mean, it's not good, but it's good. No added sugar. <laughs> it, I mean, that in itself. I mean, we are definitely going to finish very, very soon. But as far as the kinds of things that turn brains into fucking mush and nuts is just... The, I know, see? That's what I had for breakfast this mush morning. Mush and nuts. No, but you know the fact that you know you're allowed to you're allowed to sell someone something that's exactly the same as a can of coke, and because it's and you know made out of apples, right? It's exactly the same. It's just as terribly bad for you as far as how it has a chemical impact on your body, right? But most people don't know that. Most people just go, "Oh, there's no added sugar." Oh my god, it's the same amount of sugar. Still fucking makes you want to, you know. What? Well, it still has the same effect and therefore makes you want to have another sugar hit. 
so like I said, the complexity of things is just so astounding that you know most of us are the fact that we can even function in this modern world is remarkable. Mm. And you know, obviously, many people tell can't. me something, boy. <laughs> she gets the she gets the crummiest line in that song, doesn't she? Is it hard keeping it so hardcore? Is that what she sings? Yeah. Is it hard keeping it so hardcore? It's like, mm. yeah. She wrote it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well then, yeah. Suck it up, Gaga. Stop your whinging. Stuff like that really t sometimes takes me out of. Mm. Like, like I said, that movie in particular. If you watch the film, you go, "Ah, oh, it's in context. I get it. All right, cool. No worries." But when you haven't watched it in context of the yeah. film before, or even for a while, so I think the Star Wars version was better. Yeah, I understand. Still, the only reason I know it. Still haven't listened to it the whole way through. <laughs> Uh, well. Should we go? Yeah, right. I do love you. Love you too. Yeah. And your fabulous breasts. Are they looking pretty perky? I wouldn't say perky, but. Ah, uh, well, fuck you then. And magnificent. <laughs> hey, uh, I see you tomorrow. Yeah, you fucking will. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh. I said I swear. Uh, we saw, we sweared in this one. Oh. Mm. of biscuits. Gonna go? Yeah, fuck yeah. Alright. I like how you do that. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. It's good. It's, <laughs> a, it's a cash raise. It's almost as it's almost as salada biscuits. What no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really? Fuck yeah. yeah. Nah, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe it's that one. Yeah. <laughs>